Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. We are into the final hour of today's episode of Live Mike. What's the episode number? Remember? 247. You and I have had the occasion of getting together 247 times over this year. And it's been a privilege. And honestly, my thanks to you for getting me through this uh, COVID pandemic. Yeah, I I am a, a social creature. <laughs> it's, it's typically those types that give these radio shows to. The folks who uh, need to blab and blab and blab for a few hours a day to, to feel right in the world. Well, I'm one of those. And having you uh, listening and, and talking back has been uh, just an absolute treat and likely the only way uh, I'd have been able to endure uh, this year, 2020, in the midst of this pandemic. So thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Let's, uh, let's, let's do it again in 2021, only with you know, less invisible virus swirling around. I want to talk to you a little about my my Christmas. I'm going to share uh, a story, a gift that I gave, and then a, an observation that I made after reflecting on uh, two verses in the book of Mark. I, I know, you and I don't talk uh, religion too much. I don't think I have cited uh, a passage from the Bible uh, in, in this whole year that I've been here. Well, there was one that did leap to mind over this Christmas holiday, and I want to share with you my observation and and ask you, uh, how was your Christmas? What would you do differently? What would you learn? Any cool gifts? Let me ramble on for a little bit here. I'll share with you uh, my experience, and then after we take a break, I'm going to open the phone lines wide open to you. So uh, think about how your Christmas went. Uh, tell me how it was different and what you learned, if you learned any new lessons this Christmas season. I'll open up the phone lines uh, just after the commercial break. You and I will have a chance to chat then. Number 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK is the number. First, I, I want to describe to you one of the gifts that I gave. And uh, <laughs> I I said this earlier. Uh, I have this tendency, as you well know, to do something called explainer bragging, right? where I tell a story, and somehow, uh, accidentally, I, along the way, uh, end up making myself look good. Well, here's here's coming one of those. Here's the story. You, you know, because I talk so much about her, probably uh, to an annoying extent, about my young daughter, Piper. She's just over a year old. She was born in November of last year, uh, and I w- was there for the birth in the delivery room, and it was uh, a beautiful room for a beautiful occasion. Right, my hats off to uh, my sweet wife who endured, you know, an experience that I uh, certainly uh, would never have the capacity to endure. 
And through that capacity on the other end of it uh, came, came my beautiful daughter, our beautiful daughter, who has given us such joy. Well, there was a moment after Piper was born that they uh, took mom and babe, both healthy, uh, over to the recovery room, transporting them out of the delivery room over to the recovery room. And it was my job there to then gather up all of our belongings. We'd been there for some hours. I think 33 hours we spent in that room. And it was my job to collect what was left behind. And I packed up our snacks and I packed up the, uh, the special purple blanket that we brought along and was on the bed uh, right there with Mrs. Lonsberry as Piper came into this world. I packed up the uh, little sleeping pad that I used on the floor in the corner during the quieter hours. I packed up the little transfuser, or what do you call it, diffuser, right? What is it that sends the sense into the air? The diffuser? Yeah. And as I was just about to walk out of the room, I wanted to remember that room forever. And, you know, luckily we live in this cell phone camera era. I just pulled that out of my pocket and did a quick uh, video of the room and, and took a picture of some of the framings, some of the prints that were on the wall. And there was one just at the foot of the bed. Right at my wife's eyesight, eye, eye level, as she uh, was there laboring and ultimately birthing. And a few months ago, as I was considering uh, what to get for Christmas, I remembered that image. Now, it wasn't identified. There were, there were no signatures on the image. There was no text. There were, I had no idea uh, how I could possibly, other than from this one photograph that I had taken of the print, I had no idea how to track it down. Well, I turned to the internet, uh, Reddit. Do you know Reddit? There's a subreddit, which is, it's like R help me find. Anyway, I posted the photograph I have, had taken. I said, hey, listen, here's the deal. I want to get this for my wife for Christmas. I have no idea uh, who is responsible for this image. Could you please uh, help me? Well, <laughs> Reddit, I think in about five minutes, returned the verdict, and it was, hey, Lee, that's a Picasso. That's Picasso. That's a Picasso sketch, and it is uh, a mother and their child. And here's a link to where you can purchase it yourself. Well, uh, it took some time to get my hands on the, on the right size, and I had to make some framing and some matting decisions. Uh, but ultimately, I was able to, thanks to the help of Reddit, uh, get that gift for my wife. And... On Christmas morning, she, with young Piper in her arms, opened it right up. And it will next hang in the nursery. As Piper grows into a little girl, into a young woman, and ultimately into a, a woman herself off in life. And I hope she brings that, that image with her. There's no real reason I tell you that story other than it... Uh, reminded me to not be too upset with the fact that due to the coronavirus and our inability to travel, that I wasn't with uh, my parents or my siblings this past year. It, it, with, with very few exceptions, I have been on Christmas morning, either in my mom's house or my dad's house. They, they split up a long time ago, so we bounced back and forth. Uh, but I have almost always been, except for the years we were with Jessica, my wife's family. I have been with my own family. And, well, thanks to old Aunt Rona coming to town this year, I wasn't able to do that, and I was kind of down on things. And as my wife was opening that image, the one that hung in the birthing room, I thought of a verse from Mark, two of them, as a matter of fact. And as I pondered the meaning of that verse, 
I was no longer distressed due to having missed Christmas with my own parents. Can you think of the verse? It's Mark 10, uh, verses 7 and 8. 7 reads, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Verse 8, And they twain shall be one flesh, so then they have no more twain but one flesh. I was 100% uh, content because for the first time I really internalized and made my own the truth contained within this verse here. I love my mother and father. I love them. They are my heroes. It is their example that I follow in becoming uh, now a parent and as I continue my uh, march forward both professionally as a family man But for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Well, I get that now. And I got that as I was 100% content on Christmas morning, uh, as it was just the three of us in our humble little apartment right now, uh, opening that Christmas gift. I'm not sure that in the absence of the coronavirus, I ever would have uh, felt the meaning contained within this verse here. But it is an important and true thing. And I'm 35, almost 36 here. It's taken me a little while to to really internalize this. Uh, But I did so ultimately and completely on Christmas morning. And if I'm looking for silver linings in this coronavirus era, I think this might be one of them right here. We are one flesh. No more twain, but one flesh. How about you? How was your Christmas? What did you do differently? What did you learn? Any lessons you'd like to share with the class? I want to hear from you. I want you to be a part of this conversation. Thank you for listening uh, to, to my experience. Now I want to hear yours. Let's take a commercial break. When we come back, uh, I want to hear from you. The number is 801-575-8255. 801-575-8255. 801-KSL-TALK. Or if you're a little bashful, we have a text line for you. It's 57500, the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Send a note. Regardless of how you reach out, please do so. I want to hear how your Christmas went. What did you do differently? And what did you learn? Next, your calls on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Thanks for, thanks for chatting with me about Christmas here. I got a little somber in that last segment there, but I, I wanted to share that with you. It struck me. That was... If you're just tuning in now, I had a little experience that helped me uh, kind of re- remember and understand more completely uh, something contained in uh, the Bible. Right? I don't talk about the Bible much here. It's uh, not often that you and I are sharing Bible verses. But uh, Mark 10, verse 7, if you, if you remember, For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. I kind of had a, an experience over the Christmas holiday that made me feel the truth of that and the importance of it and the need to, as verse 8 goes, uh, understand yourselves as uh, one flesh so that they are no more twain but one flesh. Um, it was tough being away from you know my more extended family this Christmas season uh, due to, of course, the coronavirus. But what I had with me was what is most important. And I'm anxious to hear how things went for you. How was your Christmas? Oh, your holidays, regardless of what you celebrate. Many listening, I'm sure it was Christmas they were celebrating. But whatever you celebrate, how did it go? What did you do differently? And more importantly, what did you learn? 
575-8255 is the KSL Talk number. Again, 801-KSL-TALK. Call in. Let me know how things went for you. Some texts have come in already on the Utah Community Credit Union text line 57500. Because of the coronavirus, I grabbed onto Christmas with both hands and enjoyed the lights the whole season. All the songs, I felt closer to Christ and the true meaning of Christmas. It was a wonderful, wonderful season. I'm kind of uh, a little sad the Christmas songs are not on the radio anymore. (laughs) Well... Uh, that's not too bad. Next year will come around soon enough, and uh, you'll be getting a near full of Christmas songs. That's exactly the attitude that I try to uh, grab onto. Grabbing Christmas with both hands, enjoying the lights, the whole season, all the songs. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. Maybe this COVID-19 thing uh, uh, isn't all bad. They're containing uh, a few silver linings. Five seven five zero zero. Feel free to shoot a text over. Hop on the line. Share with me how things went in your home this Christmas. What did you do differently? What did you learn? Eight zero one five seven five eight two five five. While I wait for you to get on the line, let me share with you some of the earlier comments. Uh, this is fascinating stuff. There was a conversation we had earlier in the program, which uh, surrounded the six hundred dollars due to each qualifying American as part of this stimulus package, the one that, uh, well, it's not, the story's not so straightforward. Last week, last Tuesday, I believe it was, passed both the House and the Senate. And then in the evening, President Trump put out that video saying, yeah, look at all this nonsense here contained within irrelevant to funding the budget, irrelevant to stimulating the economy in this COVID era. And then towards the end of the four-minute video he posted on Twitter, he said that the $600 agreed upon by Congress was insufficient and that, more appropriately, Congress ought to put in place a $2,000 direct payment to each qualifying American, plus another two grand for each dependent. Felt like he was going to veto it, right? And I think he probably used the word veto a few times. Well, ultimately, uh, this past Sunday, just last night, it was signed into law. $600 is on its way to you. My question is, in this second round of stimulus checks, what will you be doing with your $600? I posted this question earlier on Facebook, and I am so grateful for the responses. Uh, Jason says, going to pay some stuff off. Elizabeth says, supplement bills that need paying. Lee, strong name, says uh, it will pay for our health insurance for a month and have a little extra to go to lunch. John writes guns. Yeah. I've been back and forth with a few texters who communicated a a similar attitude that they're going to use this to to purchase a a new firearm. Truth is, firearms are hard to come by right now. For whatever reason, uh, the inventories of both uh, firearms and ammunition is pretty scarce. I've got some friends that have been hitting refresh just about every hour for the past six months to no avail. Both in uh, search of uh, firearms and ammunition. If you've got any, if you, if you know of any any sources, anything uh, that I might want to know on the gun front, would you send me a text message five seven five zero zero? I'll keep your secret safe. <laughs> but I'm one of those who's been clicking refresh for the past number of months to no avail. 
answering the question of what will be done with your $600 stimulus check once it arrives. Uh, Dave says, save. Uh, Eric says, save. Uh, Gene says, pay taxes. Here's one of those explainer brags. Uh, Bill here says, I don't qualify, just like I didn't qualify last time. However, if I did get it, i donate it to help those less fortunate. Now, now why do I call that an explainer brag? Well, you see the the terms for qualification, the criteria for qualifying to be on the receiving end. If you are an individual, you need to, to receive the full $600, have an annual income of less than $75,000. If you are a couple, uh, naturally the, uh, the married filing jointly limit for income is $150,000 to receive the full uh, stimulus package. And so... <laughs> If you don't qualify, it means you had a pretty good year last year. Oh, right. I should remind you, the the numbers from which the federal government will draw to determine whether or not you are qualified, it's the it's your 2019 taxes. So if you uh, you know you, you earned a good deal of money last year, uh, either over seventy five thousand as an individual or over one hundred and fifty as a couple, uh, you you may not qualify. It kind of phases out for every dollar. Uh, amount over the seventy-five, you you lose a little bit, and at at, at some point it's uh, it's zero. Anyway, you know who you are if you're in this category, right? We all found out <laughs> a few months back. Um, I would point out too that there is an interesting category of people who are are very much at a disadvantage. I, t- I said that the the determination for which Americans qualify for this stimulus money is determined by your 2019 taxes. Your income reflected on your 2019 tax return is how your qualification status will be determined. Now, what about this? And I've received some text messages by people in this exact uh, scenario. It is, how about those individuals who had a great year, 2019, earning more than the 75000 as an individual or 150000 as a couple. If you're over that, you're not getting stimulus money this year. But what if fortunes changed? What if you had a great 2019? And then for whatever reason, COVID-related or otherwise, uh, things didn't exactly go as well as they went last year. Sorry. Out of luck. Disqualified. Hmm. I, I haven't he- heard much Uh, talk about those individuals in that circumstance. Ooh, I'm getting ammo tips. I asked for, uh, I asked for some tips on where to uh, get ammunition these days as, uh, as it is very scarce and I'm getting some info. No, I'm not going to share it. Come on. (laughs) That's my info. Anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, let's go back to the responses to these questions. The question, uh, uh, how will you, once you receive your $600 in stimulus money, will you spend it, save it, do something else? Uh, uh, Trent here says, save some, spend some. I have four kids, so we'll get a chunk. Last time we used it for landscaping. This time we'll use it for interior needs like furniture. Lizzie writes, catch up on utilities and bills. Catch up. Uh, that, that, I'm sorry. If the circumstance is really that you need to catch up, that means 2020 uh, has been hard on you. And I apologize for that. And I uh, lament what you're going through. And I hope that, uh, you know, I know I know the $600 amount has become somewhat of a punchline on the Internet. I hope, 
I hope that it is helpful. And hey, who knows? Maybe, maybe that number will jump up to 2,000. Who knows? Brian says car needs a tune-up and an oil change. Everything left over will hit savings. Rose points something out uh, interesting. Rose says, ideally, everyone would spend it to stimulate the economy. But I can't imagine that's what's going to happen. Yeah, I think you're probably right, Rose. If we look at how things went earlier this year during the first round of stimulus checks, uh, we learned that it was only about a quarter of those Americans receiving the check that put that money back into the economy. Buying things. Spending money at restaurants. The rest either paid down debt or socked it away into savings. Nothing wrong with either, either choice. It's your money to spend how you will. 57500, Utah Community Credit Union text line. Feel free uh, to weigh in. We're going to take a break. When we return, we're going to set our sights on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has an interesting decision to make. <laughs> has to do with free speech and cheerleading. You all connect those dots next. Stick around to hear how on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.